Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Momo and Johnny for a minute. Can you come up, Lizzie? Come, come. Thank you, Lizzie. It's been around for thousands of years. Praises are a big sugya. There's a whole sugya of praising people and what a praise means, how to give a praise. It's a sugya because people can flatter, people can misuse praises, and just say things, also be detached from things you hold. Just say random things. The ability to praise, but to praise accurately, is extremely important. The Rambam gives a very small list in that precious mitzvah, very small sample of what that means to love another yid. On the list is to be to be very careful your friend's money. To be careful another yid's money. And on that list is to praise yidn, is to be meshabeach yidn. So praise has a big significance that we're mitzvah by Hashem in loving another yid, and the Rambam can find very few examples, why, why, but praising, being mishabeach, saying praises. We all know pr- the sogi of praises, people can say a praise doesn't actually hurt us. That's called patronizing a praise that makes us feel like you're babying me. So praising is very complex, what that means to praise somebody. Are you being accurate? Are you true to what you're saying? In general, we all know in Hilchas Brachas, the bracha shakol niyeh bedvarai. Does that sound like a good praise to Hashem? Blessed are you, Hashem, shakol niyeh bedvarai. Everything comes through you. You're the source of it all. It's all you, Hashem. Everything comes from you. That's an awfully, in Hilchus brachas, how chashev is that bracha? Hamaitzi lechem and ar shakol niyeh bedvarai. Which is more chashev, why, why? Hamaitzi. If you have Hamaitzi or a Shahakal, you make Hamaitzi first. It's a big shayla. Meshavru has a suffix. If you come home after a day in yeshiva, your wife serves supper, she has a mezainus there. She has something that's mezainus, but then she, you have a drink. So mezainus normally comes first. Baremine mezainus. Hashem creates all different types of mazain. Is before Shahakal Niyabadvari. Everything comes from you, Hashem. It's a shayla mishabruz misub. Let's say I'm thirsty. I just need a drink. Could you make the shahakol first? That's a shayla. In, in, in the shahakol before mizaynas, if your mamish needs a drink, that's more makel. Let's say your wife has hamaitzi and a shahakol, where if you wash, you're not going to need the shahakol, but you're really thirsty. Is that a bracha shayna tzricha to make the shahakol first? That's a much, the stakes are higher. The first shayla, it's rather pashat that you can have the shahakal first. You're just thirsty. How about if your mom is thirsty, but you could wash and then have the shahakal? The pashat is paiskim or mekel. You could make the shahakal first, even though we try not to force unnecessary brachas. But lemaisa, I'm thirsty, I need a drink. I came home, even though I could wait a minute, I won't die of thirst. But Lamai say you're desperate. It's not called Ain Itzrich. I need a shahakol now. And even though you could say, but Amaitzi comes first, but I'm Amish thirsty. I want to say hello to my Mishpacha. A drink would help. So it's very shaykh. The pashtas, you could be makal and make the shahakol, then washed.
Oh, it is a chiddush. Again, we're talking about a guy who mamish is thirsty to be friendly. He needs a shahakol. Lemaisa amaitzi comes before shahakol. Why? Why? Why is that? Because bread's more important. So it's not, you're, you're learning it's not the quality of the bracha, it's the, but you would suspect because bread's more important, it gets a better bracha. What's, what about the bracha that's more powerful? Aren't you supposed to say what you say more often first, though? Momo says it's especially odd. I make more shahakals, yet shahakals considered an inferior bracha. The reason it's inferior, yes. I think it's the bread. So Judah and why we are both just saying that bread is more filling, it's more essential than, than shakal. It's true what you're both saying, but then it should reflect that the bracha mimei was a stronger bracha. The, the simple understanding of why hamaitzi is more important than shakal has everything to do with relationships. And in relationships, if somebody says to Avi, even if they mean sincerely, even if they mean sincerely, Avi, you're an incredible guy. But they mean it. But they mean it. It's still the praise is you because you weren't specific. I'm not. If you don't mean it, so it doesn't mean very much anyway. Say, Avi, you're incredible. Even Avi's feelings of it are limited because it wasn't specific. I, there's a guy here, I asked, I asked different guys to take the shiurim and yeshiva and speak at graduation. And I asked guys to, to thank the Rebbe, their 6th, 12th grade shiurim, to thank the Rebbe, and to a little bit describe the shir, a trick to speaking. If a guy says the shir is amazing, if a guy visualizes walking to the base medrash, going to my right corner to right Farkas, he'll start getting choked up. He'll connect more to what he's saying because he got so specific. If I tell you, Avi's an incredible guy, if I don't mean it, so it's not a weak praise because I don't mean it. But even if I mean it, even if I mean it, but because it was so general in relationship, in connection, it's a weak praise. I'm not, I didn't get so specific. I said a generalization. You don't connect as profoundly and as emotionally to it. Just say, Avi's an incredible guy. If I get, he's incredible, and I start saying specifics about what Avi's done, then, then I connect and relate more to it. It causes more connection. As such, it's a better praise. Shakonli Abidvari is true. Hashem created everything. But the magnitude of that makes you not connect to what you're saying. Hashem, you created everything. It's a good praise, and it's true. He's the, he's the originator of it all. But by its nature, the praise is not quite as powerful because you didn't get so specific. When you speak about Amaitzi Lechem and Aretz, Amaitzi Lechem and Aretz refers to the whole process of making bread. You're actually thanking Hashem for the miracle of what comes out, the wheat that comes out of the ground. You create, you're thanking Hashem for the miracle of the human being who knows how to turn that wheat into all those 11 things that go into creating pass. And hamaitzi means that produces, you don't say min adama, min haaretz. It means the whole process, of, the whole sidura de pass, from the creation of human beings to trucks to all the things that bring a piece of wheat into the bakery to 
turn it into bread, and you're thanking Hashem for that whole process because it's more specific. It's a much higher praise. You emotionally connect to it more. You know what I mean, Avi? The general praise, I mentioned the siyumim that we're middle of siyum season. So it always came out ironic. A guy thanks his mom for coming to the siyum. Now they did drive four hours. Parents drove up two hours there to us back. There's what the, that's, he, his mom gave birth to him. His mom pays for everything. His mom like, like raised him, put up with all his shenanigans, is the one who believes in him, is here for him. Thanks mom for coming to my sim. Really? That, that, she did, any mother, I, I put a lot more coming to see him, but it's not, it's not a small thing to thank her for coming to the sim because you get, because you were very specific. Because you emotionally connect to it, it actually might be the best praise you say. By the way, the guy will get the most choked up saying, Mom, it means a lot that you came to my sim. From there, he could thank for more, but because it's very present, he could feel it, he's in the moment. So that's in Helcha's praise, that's a very strong praise. It actually gets you much more connected. I have spoken to guys who want to thank their wife. You're making a bris one day. Go, do it real. Thank your spouse. You have a child. She carried this baby. She agreed to marry you. She bet her existence. And you want to thank her. The first thing to do is look at the bris. And she mamish set up nicely. Now it sounds funny. Thank you so much for making such a nice party. She did a lot more. But because it's present, it's what you're feeling now. Lamaisi, your family showed up and everything she does with such class, it will actually bring, evoke the most connection to what you're saying. As such, it will be a much better thank you. It's a much better praise. Thank you and praise. A better appreciation of because you're more connected to it. So, of course you mean it. Hashem created it all. But in Helcha's praise, it's a lower praise because of the magnitude, Shalom. It's harder to connect to it. The more the food, and you're right, what Y.Y. said is, and Judah said is right, that pass is more chashiv as such, it gets a better bracha. But the reason it's a better bracha is because it's more specific. So there's a big sogi of praises, of had a praise, of what's a good praise, what's a weak praise. So, but just to throw around praises, certainly step one is not to say things that you're not connected to. That's for sure not a very good idea to praise in ways you're not connected. So I wanted to give that akdama to, to say how important a praise is and not, not wasting a praise, not exaggerating a praise. I want to say that in the yeshiva we're passionate about the sugya called chinuch, education and being a mechanech, and what that means and what it takes today. We're at an age, once upon a time, a lot of chinuch said to people, just power through, you can do it. Come on, power through, come on. And we're at an age that doesn't work. People did that in marriages, people did that in life, just power through. Somebody, a philosopher, can analyze it today till tomorrow. Anybody who sees life knows the way we work ourselves. It doesn't work for you and me. There was an age people did it in marriage. People had funny shidduchim and they just made it work because that was the attitude of the world. 
We live in an age, you can analyze today, it could be the affluence, so we have more time to deal with other... Whatever Hashem did to set this up, any intelligent person sees that there were schools that were smacking and hitting a hundred years ago, and to a degree it worked. What they were saying is just produce and knock it off. And today, there are people with emotional needs and emotional nuance and need to process and work through and understand and feel it. That's, that's the world we live in. And, and as such, we need a, a, a mechanic that can, that can reflect that, that has an understanding of emotional nuance, that can hear and listen and connect in a more delicate and subtle way to just do it and push through and fight through. I did it. That's very cool and amazing. I'm not convinced that it's going to work for a generation today. And I'm pretty convinced it won't. And as such, we need mechanichim that are more attuned, better listeners, more nuanced. And to me, it's an honor. We're Zaycha today to have somebody here who's a mechanic, who's an epic mechanic, somebody who's impacted many, many Talmidim. We have guys in Yeshiva who are here now, who are presently Shloyme and others. Shloyme, you and Rai Stern share. We have, what do you say? Ninth grade. So it's just really an honor to have a mechanic who's, who's somebody who's impacting hundreds of lives. And in the way that we, in the way that, that in the Yeshiva guys have discussed and the way the guys have taught me, about what Chinuch and the needs of Chinuch of today, it's really an honor. It's a schos that Rai Stern is here, and I thank him for coming, and thank him for everything, for anybody who knows the sugya, who watches the sugya of Chinuch, and there's tremendously special things going on out there. And the Rebbeim, who are connecting to guys in profound ways, it's what people are craving, a deeper connection, a more nuanced connection, and to have a Rebbe who can provide that and is providing that and raising Talmidim that are coming out. Rev Geisler speaks about the Talmidim that are coming out from my Stern's Yeshiva. He's spoken to friends of mine about those Talmidim. And I, I know Talmidim coming out from the Yeshiva. It's nicker that, th- that they're built. It's nicker that there's, there's tremendous character development. So it's just a schuss for us. Well, thank you, Rai Stern, for being here. <laughs> you do it, we're doing it. I'm not, I'm not throwing out the praise lightly. That's why I gave Akdama about praises. It's something guy, a guy, a guy can fetch about anything he wants. Any guy here can fetch. Oh, my yeshiva, it's a fetch. And then you gave the world the fetch. Adding a kvetch to the world it could do something. Sometimes enough kvetches can affect change. I can't say it does nothing. But much better than a kvetch is do something about it. And I say to a guy, go teach. We need, it. We need people to get in at every stage, at, from younger grades to high schools, from all different education, to get in there and do something about it. Get in there and so kvetching is one thing. I can't say kvetch doesn't do anything, but better than kvetch is steig and do something, stand up. So to be in the presence of somebody who's affecting a, 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 big, a big powerful change, if you will, and a moving forward and understanding of today's kid and what works, to, what works today. To us guys who are around today, it's really, it's really something encouraging and exciting. And there's chaybas for everybody. Do something about it. We could do so. We don't have to sit back. We're all capable of doing something. This one to actually get in the classroom and give his life and do it.
connect, mm-hmm. relate, understand, uplift. It's not, it's not nothing simple. It's easier to sit on the sideline and fetch. But much more effective is to get, get down and, and get busy. They're all different layers and levels that people can affect change. I definitely think we need to reach, we need to reach our own passionate Yiddishkeit is the, st- the start of anything, our own chiyos and cheshek and Yiddishkeit, and, and, and then to share it, to share it with others. That's what we need to do. I've spoken to the guys that a good mechanic, this frustrates me, there are people that think a good mechanic is a good manipulator. I read an article recently on a mechanic that was nifter. I was close to nauseous. I'm not exaggerating. I was nauseous. I like physically got me sick. It's just, it got me sick. Now, I don't mind people write things. People are entitled. I make mistakes. He makes mistakes. You make mistakes. The nausea wasn't how mistaken the nausea is the impact on it. They wrote about this mechanic, and they wrote like tricks, manip- manipulative tricks, that as if that was like a eulogy. He passed away recently, and his eulogy was some tricks of the trade. It was nauseating because if chinuchs anything to do with tricks, that's childish. Are there tricks? All of us have methods, any parent, any human being, but deeper than any method is who are you? And a mechanic... Any speaker, a guy gets up and speaks. Is there anything wrong with having methods of speaking? I went somewhere a while ago and somebody got up and spoke and had all the methods of speaking and I felt said nothing. And I felt it was very, I was like very, so I got up and I spoke. I like literally got up like, and I just threw away any method of speaking. I said, there's something called a power beginning, there's a power ending, there's, a, there's, there's ways of speaking. And I bedafka used no methods of speaking. I gave the most boring speech because I was nauseated by methods of speaking because it was a guf bulina shama. And I just got, you know, there's nothing wrong with methods of speaking, but when all you are, and, and the crowd could be bawling, but, but did you give toichem? What did you share? What did you say? What, we, what was your message? What did you teach? What did you give over? Has to matter. So in Chinuch, if, if there's something called meth, methodology of classroom management, that's good. But that's not the essence of Chinuch. That's, that, that's a guf bulina shama. Talk about the soul. Don't talk about the guf. That's not the point. It's a good manipulation. Um, what makes a good mechanic is a yid who's on fire and then it has the willingness. Right? With Snick, he's a good mechanic because he's on fire with Yiddishkeit. He's fire with Yiddishkeit. And in this bizarre thing, he's willing to share it with others. It's very hard to share it. At the point you share it, it's dangerous. To stand up here right now is dangerous. Because you talk, it's hard to be real when you're talking. It's much easier for Avi's Webner. It's much easier to be real. He sits in his dorm and he's real. He's growing. He's thinking about life and adding. But also, you're standing on a stage and you're darshaning. So it's very easy to be. It's it's a there's nisyanus to speak from the heart to say what you're connected to. It's a harder challenge. A mechanic is somebody who has something an avodas Hashem that's authentic that's serious and is willing to share it and, is, and, and could, even though he's sharing it could have a nace to stay focused to stay present to stay real and also share it that's right with Snicky right? Stern is a mechanic in our world I have to, I, it's a sad times that I have to explain he's not a master manipulator that's 
Are there methods to teach in a classroom? Fine, but that's not a mechanic. What defines a good mechanic is somebody who has something, a derech vavoydis Hashem, that's tempting, that's special, that's sincere. Rai Shapiro spoke on Father's Day in Yeshiva. And a yid said to me, a very intelligent yid, a beautiful yid, who probably is going to listen to this Shia right now, he said, whoa, that man knows how to speak. Made me laugh because I know Rai Shapiro since he's a kid. If he would have been alone in the room, by the way, the jokes he would make to himself. I know him. Even the jokes wasn't like he had a method of speaking. If you know Rai Shapiro, he's unique. His mind, the way he connects to Tyre is fascinating and funny and riveting. And he's a present person. Yiddishkeit Tyre matters. He studies a Pusik, he marries the Pusik. He embraces it, and his thought process, and then he shares it. When he speaks, we're all like sitting there drooling. He sometimes forgets we're in the room, by the way. It's not even methods, the funny part there. Can you picture, if your father was alone, he's looking in, he's like, my. And I I can picture, his expressions are just, he happens to share with us. It's so nice of him that he shares his thoughts and his chasna to Torah. He happens to get married publicly. That's the chiddush of a mechanic, the willingness to share what you have with the next person, and you're not, there's a fear factor that maybe I'll lose it, so you need a special siyata d'shmaya, that even though you share it, to still maintain it. That's a siyata d'shmaya. And that needs a care and a concern to not lose it just because you're sharing it. But, 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 but when the guy says he's a great speaker, or he really knows how to do it, no, he was just learning Tyra, connecting to Tyra, and sharing it. So I have to be mazmo. You speak about Ari Stern as a master, as, an, as a mechanic of today. It's a sincerity. It's his own emotional attachment to Yiddishkeit, to Tyra, to Avedis Hashem, that he has Talmidim that are fortunate that he shares it with them. So we don't look at a manipulator, a grand manipulator. I got very, the reason I got nauseous to read about manipulations is because it's a very secular world of education. How to take a room full of people and bring them somewhere and sell something. It was cringy because oh, that's not it. That's not it. That's not Torah. It's not Avoid the Sashem. Then you're not selling something real if it's a series of manipulations. That's it's a used car salesman. That's... This is This is something precious and real. So I wanted to share. That was the first thing I wanted to tell the guys before we begin Muslim today. The second thing I wanted to tell is we have a chasin here. Baruch Hashem, we have a chasin here. It's Afra Chayim, right? Chayim is Menachem. I'm sorry, Menachem Palak. Menachem Palak, who is from Boston, a city my wife and I happen to appreciate a lot. That's like a little bit of an escape place for me. Boston, so it's a beautiful city. I also like the Boston Rebbe's Kill, I like a lot. I like eclectic groups. I like when Yidden has like variety. It's like the only place maybe in the world you could see a guy who's Hasidish from the belly up. And then you notice his pants, he has sweatpants, but he's like Hasidish, big pay. It's like fascinating Yidden. It's a range of Yidden. Beautiful, beautiful matzim. But Menachem Zuchasen, it's it's, it's really an honor that a chassan joined us. He's offers this Shabbos, a ben and a chassan. I appreciate you joining us. I want the way we're, we we have a weird way of greeting and being friendly. We do a lot with music, so I want to. Here we have for Rabbi Stern Shlita and for the 
Chasna and his chaver. I want to greet with song. Let's do a nice song for the chaver. I want to speak today about prayer, a little bit about tefillah. So we'll do something on tefillah. There's something we sang a lot over Yemtiv, and we'll all sing together, but uh, Johnny will start us up. We'll do, let's do the voices. Let's do just the voices. Maybe after. Let's see after his menach. Let's do Viseyarev. Viseyarev Lefanecha is a prayer to Hashem that we ask Hashem. We want Viseyarev Lefanecha Asira Senu. Asira Senu are our tefillahs, our supplications. And it's a prayer that Hashem should like our tefillah. I then want to speak about tefillah a little bit, but I want to start about that our tefillah should be sweet to Hashem. Take it probably a higher key than before. Than the are you? Yeah. Take it away, John. <laughs> We say your There's a line that, that different people have said. It's been said by 
Chashuvim, and I want to refine a little bit. There's a line that prayer is us talking to God, and Torah is God talking to us. And I want to refine that a little bit. I think it's not a full picture. It is Hashem talking to us, Torah, but we're involved in that conversation much more than you think. I want to study Gemara Git and Vav Beis together, and I think it will affect our prayer. There's a very, very big Chacham, a very intellectual Yid, who says publicly that he struggles with prayer. And he struggles, a very intellectual, one of, known as one of the smartest Jews in the world, and he says publicly that he struggles, I don't do prayer well. And he says philosophically, what am I telling God, like, how to run his world, and he struggles with that. And I think there's a tremendous mistake he's making. I think, I think there's not an understanding of Hashem's world. He probably, he's a good person who probably overvalues Chachma, which is a famous mistake. But I want to talk a little bit about, about Tefillah and come to the Sogi of Tefillah through the Sogi of Torah. The Gemara in Gittin, the Gemara in Gittin says as follows, Vava Medez, it's a shocking Gemara. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara is talking about a Yid Rev Yasar. The Gemara had asked, Rev Yosef said, Man Leimalon de Rev Yasar bar Samchahu. The Gemara wants to know, is discussing Rev Yasar, is he somebody who's a reliable person? This Amira. Is, the Gemara is discussing, can we rely on him? A statement he makes, can we rely on? And the Gemara says, of course we can rely on him. The Gemara says, Hashem agreed to him. He's definitely a reliable person. The Rabbi Shalom agreed to him. What's the story? The the Pasuk says, there was a famous civil war in Klal Yisrael. There's a whole story of Pelegesh Begiva. And there's a whole machlaikis, what happened that caused a man, there's a whole mice of a man who murdered his pilegesh, and the is what precipitated the man's anger. He got angry at his pilegesh. A pilegesh is a wife, according to some Rishon, without a ksuba. It's some form of a lesser wife, a secondary wife. And this man got angry at his pilegesh, and it ultimately sparked the civil war. And there's a machlaikas in the Gemara, what angered the man? Historically, what happened? Rebbev Yasser said, Zvuv Matzalah, he found a fly in the food, and he got upset at his wife. There was a Zvuv, there was a fly in the food. Rebbe Yainas and Amar Nima Matzalah, he found the string, he was upset, there was a machlaikas, what upset this, um, this man? Ashkechei Rebbev Yasser Liliyahu. Rebbev Yasser finds Eliyahu Anavi. He has a big machlaikis. What happened by Pilegish Begiva? What angered this man? And he finds Eliyahu Anavi. It's funny that the Gemara doesn't bring this as a proof that Rebbev Yasser is a trustworthy person. He bumped into Eliyahu Anavi. Somehow that's not mentioned as the proof that he's a reliable person. I guess you could be not so chashm and still meet Eliyahu Anavi. I guess. Vice versa. But Lemeiser, Rebbev Yasser, What's Hashem doing right now? 
So they ask him, my Kavina Kodesh Baruch what's Hashem doing? What's happening in Shemaim? Fascinating question that you could ask that. What's going on? What's God up to today? Interesting. What's he busy with? My Kavina Kodesh Baruch what's Hashem doing right now? So I'm like, Asik Pilegish Begiva. Eureka, he's learning the sugi of Pilegish Begiva. It's dizzying, and you could study this the rest of your life. What does it mean Hashem's learning a sugya, and he's figuring out what happened? I think Hashem knows what happened. Umay Ka'amar, so Rav Yasser is excited. What did God say? He wants to find out. Remember, Rav Yasser had a machloikis with Rav Yonason. Who's right? What happened? So he said, God's learning the sugya, Pilegish Begiva. And she says, so what is Hashem saying? Umay Ka'amar. So what's Hashem Paskening? What happened? God knows what happened. He was there. He made all the players involved. He wrote the film. He knows what happened. So on my leg, Eliyoh Anavi tells him that God said, Ev Yasser b'nikach oimer. Ev Yasser said the following thing happened. And Yonasam b'nikach oimer. Hashem learned the machlaikas. He says there's two versions what happened. God says the two versions of what happened. This Gemara is mind blowing. Hashem says that two versions of what happened. So on my layer of Yasser is like what? Chas v'shol nika sveika kameishmaya. So Hashem's mesupik. What happened? On my lay elu veil divrel kimchaim. No, both are right. They're both the words of Hashem. Zvuv matzav lahikpid nima matzav hikpid. Both things happened. He found the zvuv and he wasn't makpid. Because after all, it's not her fault. If a fly falls in, you can't always control that. Nima matza, nima string doesn't fly in. If a string's there, so it's her fault. Vehik, but he was makbid. But sometimes you have a second thing that frustrates you. It's the first thing that was hovering. So the first thing bothered. The second brought it over the top. The same thing. We're saying this like this isn't like oh now it's understandable that he killed. Like, no, it's not an excuse. No, there's, why it's like relevant like to the story. Reason. No, not giving a value, just saying what the story was. And Momo, I promise you have a very good question. Who cares? That's a very strong question. There's obviously from every stage, it has to matter why. And the Gemara has to be saying, teaching us something. That's a very good question. But I want to ask Hashem, what is happening? Hashem says, what happened? He's learning a sogi Hashem. He's studying Torah Hashem. He's studying the Torah, and what's he busy? It wasn't a coincidence. Rabbi Vyasar is in the middle of a sugya. What's God doing? He's also learning the sugya with you. What does he say? He says, Vyasar says this. Why is Hashem saying? What? If, Hashem, if Hashem learns the Torah is one thing, why is he studying what a human being learned in the Torah? God studying Torah, that's, that's already fascinating. It's an event that happened. But then he studies the Torah. He says, if Yasser says this and Yonason says this. He quotes Hashem, quotes what a person said happened. And then he says, what's Hashem's misup? He says, no, everything in the Gemara is true. Elu ve'elu do. Bullshit is not true. What's very, very clear and has to be understood is that when you study Torah, you are not a, watching a ball game. 
when you're a fan, you know, fans watch a game. We have this bizarre thing that we think we matter. I, at times, like, I have to leave a game, and it's obvious to me if I would have stayed, the Mets would have won. It's like I'm telling you, it's just I wasn't there till I get him through. Pashit was, I was busy with a lot of stuff. I can't, I can't always be there for them. But we have this bizarre notion that maybe like our watching and cheering like matter. Maybe you're at the game, you're making noise. Maybe could <coughs> the home crowd. But you're, you're, you're listening on your radio driving somewhere. You could scream as loud as you want. It's not likely your screaming helps the players. Torah lahavdol, you're not a passive participant in limanat Torah. Torah is what it says and how it hits you. That's all the Torah. You're studying it. That is Torah. What it says and a guy like you reading it, how you perceive it is part of Torah. This is mevur in many places in Shas. This amongst them, Hashem says is learning a sugya and says what happened is. Rebbe Yasser said this, Rebbe Yasser in his shleimus, in his perfection, in his sincerity, and viewing it in a beautiful way, in his honest, sincere way, becomes part of Torah. And Hashem, when he studies the Sugya Pulegish Begiva, studies what it says and how Rebbe Yasser perceives it. And Yonis perceives it different, and they're both part of Torah. They're both part of Torah. All over Shas, Hillel and Shammai are quoted all over Shas. And remarkably, you'd say like minus one, just go the way we pass, and know they're both part of Torah. Each one, a Hillel being Hillel, he perceives it as Torah. And Shammai, and they're supposed to perceive it different. And we're supposed to have Hillel and Shammai's position. That's what we're supposed to have. Rabbi Shapiro spoke Shabbos about Shalom, what Shalom means. People think shalom means everybody holds the same thing. That's not shalom. That's, that's ridiculous. Shalom is two people that have a difference of opinion that respect each other. And shalom is shleimus, is when we have both perspectives. When we're zeichet to the beautiful both perspectives. I love, I've given this example to the guys countless times in shul. I love a healthy, robust shul. You could say many machlaiksim, but I love the underlying debate of the rigid guys against the flexible guys. It's awesome. In any good, healthy shul, you have the rigid guys want silence and everything on time, and they're like, mm. and and you, it's so obvious you need both guys. Without the flexible guys, we'd all go off the derech. Uh, shuls would shut down. They'd be the most dry, boring <coughs> places. Without the rigid guy, the flexible guy makes shul fun and beautiful and inspiring and uplifting. Without the rigid guy, we would never start davening. It would be. It would just be. It also wouldn't be too from. They're both. You need them both. You need both guys fighting and. Uphold them, but you need them to respect each other. But you need both fellas. And shalom is when you have shleimus, is when you have both sides, you have a complete picture, and you have all different viewpoints represented. That's shalom, that's peace. When Hashem learns Torah, and to say Torah, God is talking to us, and to say that Torah is not the full truth. It's what Hashem says and how man understands that Hashem says. The man's viewpoint of it is part of Torah. 
his honest and and the way what Hashem says is reflected through the person. So the learn it's not just God talking, you're talking also. That's Torah. And Hashem, when he studies Torah, says, Evyasar says, That's what Hashem says. Evyasar my son, says as follows. Evyasar my son, says as follows. That's part of Torah. The perspective of a human being matters. And each person is supposed to bring out their perspective. And their perspective in Limerat Torah matters. And that's part of the learning process. I think to understand that is a very good segue into prayer. Because prayer contains a tremendous chiddush. Prayer contains somebody sick and you say Tashem, it appears to you. There's a tremendous like chutzpah to prayer. Prayer say, God, it, it would be so good if you heal this person will all be so into you, and you're kind, it doesn't fit you not to heal him. I think about Rabbi Zon, I think about how much he gives to the yeshiva and to the guys. I think about Rabbi Zon as somebody who's, he gives it, the man gives everything he has. You talk about a mechanic who brings it. He doesn't hold back, not his money, not his time. Their mechanic who are willing to give up to it. Rabbi Zon would give his last five, does, not would, Buy stuff for the guys, gives stuff, cares, brings it. He treats the type, there is children. Everything he does, he does all out. The way Rizom plays basketball, the way he defends, the, the ball didn't even get thrown up yet. He defends his man already. He's in his moment. He brings it. That's how he lives life. That's how he does life. I don't, I don't agree to somebody who plays ball and doesn't chase the fly. That's how you're going to live life elsewhere. You don't turn me this on and off. The guy who doesn't chase the fly, you'll have that parallel in your life. I mean, to do every, do, you play ball, play like a mensch. I don't like a guy quitting basketball, then you quit in life too. So, this are through and through. You don't turn them on and off. It bothers me. I see a team not hustles, bother. Rizon plays basketball like he lives life. It's midas. And his midas is, he brings it and plays hard and is, is in and locked in. And the way he's mechanic, the way he's a Rebbe, the way he cares for his guys, is incredible. And to me, it's like frustrating. And the prayer to Hashem to give refuah to his wife, Tilana Rivka Basrach, refuah Shlema, complete refuah. Here is somebody, Hashem, I could just say my perspective. He brings it for your children. Take care of him. Take care of him and his wife. Give her refuah. You're kind, Hashem. What a kid, Shemayim. It would be somebody, it's like obvious. Somebody who takes care of others, take care of him. We need him, we want him. She's healthy, is better for hundreds of your kids, Hashem. It's like so obvious. Now, how arrogant are you to tell that to God? How arrogant, Kalish. So you have an intellectual guy, so I struggle with prayer. Because I have my... What he doesn't understand is that's what prayer means. Hashem cares about our perspective. He wants our perspective. Torah, the essence of Torah, matters what Rebbe Vyasar sees. And Hashem created a human being, and Torah, it's mind-blowing that part of Torah is how Rabbi Yasser would perceive, and Hashem calls that Torah. Our eternal Torah matters how a human being perceives it. 
And prayer contains that also. It's oversimplification. Torah is Hashem talking to us. Prayer is us talking to Hashem. No. Torah is Hashem talking to us and how we perceive what He's saying. And how we perceive what He's saying is Hashem's studies. That's part of Torah. The human being's perspective matters is a wild chiddish of Torah. It's a chiddish nifla that the human being matters and his perspective matters. It's a, it's a chiddish of Torah. It's a chiddish of Torah. I'm going to add a Isafa that I haven't told you before, but I just think it's true. A guy sins and he's supposed to get how many lashes? 40 lashes. And Chazal say, no, he gets 39. The Torah says, hit him 40 times. Chazal said, they studied the Pasuk, they said, they had a drasha, the number 40. Why did God say the number 40? He means the number that brings you to 40, hit him 39 times. And by the way, if you hit 40 times, you chayiv malkus now. Ironically. If you hit him 40, and here is the place that we learn the power of Chachamim. The Gemara says people are tipshim for standing up for the Torah, not a learner of Torah, because God said hit him 40 and Chacham say 39 times. That Torah is the human being's perspective is gufa, the the fact that you stand up for a Talmud Chacham because he's part of Taira, he's the Ashlam of Taira. And, and, and go for the cure to a guy who's over Averis, that he's high of Malchus, is knowing the power of human being. If a, the one who's hit with Malchus, who underestimates his own value and doesn't care and does Averis, he doesn't understand. You have been listening to a Ashir from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.